0: Your life with a BPD person, whether you're married, they're your parent, or perhaps you're dating somebody, can be a real, real trip. And as time goes on, it doesn't get any easier, my friends. Welcome to podcast number four of my Inner Torch. I want to share with you today uh, an email that I received from one of my listeners. And I have to say, and I'm going to be perfectly honest with you, uh, it made me cry. Because it shows suffering on a on a very wide scale, and for a very long time. And this is actually um, an email that uh, she shared with me. That uh, this is the daughter of a of a dad who she loves very much, and her BPD mom. And she's talking about an exchange. And so I'm going to read this to you word for word. And again, I would appreciate your feedback at myinnertorch at gmail.com, myinnertorch at gmail.com. Your your comments and uh, your emails are always welcome. I really do appreciate your support of this uh, podcast. What I'm trying to do here is I'm trying to make this a place for people to understand, for maybe people to be inspired to take action. Uh, to move on with their lives. I'm not suggesting that you leave a relationship with somebody with BPD. Uh, I'm not suggesting that you stay. Uh, really the decision is yours. And if by the way, my disclaimer is now going to follow, uh, you do have BPD or you suspect that you do, this is not your podcast. This is not a place for you to be hanging out because you will no doubt be offended by what you hear because it's not it's not negative. But it's certainly not part of perhaps the reality that you spin in your mind, uh, or maybe you do understand the the pain that you may be inflicting on other people. but this is um this is very interesting, so so have a listen to this. My dad just retired after working tirelessly for thirty something years. He's not innocent. He was brought up with an alcoholic father and a narcissistic mother. He ended up abusing alcohol all his life, and when he gets really drunk, he can be unpredictable but he has never been verbally or physically abusive to me or my brother. I've seen him have a tone with my mother, but after all the verbal berating abuse she's handed him over the years, I can kind of understand. He's worked his ass off to support us, giving us a lot of the finer things in life, while my BPD mom never worked a day in her life, but apparently has this insane grudge against him since the 80s. I don't think this was a good time for him, despite my brother and I being born, but the only memories I have of him from then are all good. However, if you listen to my mother's recollection of whom I now know distorts reality to fit her miserable narrative, he was a drunk, absentee father who never helped or did anything for us aside from making money to put food on the table. There are also a lot of VHS home movies. There were times in those movies that I realized he was definitely drunk, but never mean. Always happy-go-lucky, having a good time with us and anyone there. Fast forward to his retirement. This is a different time in his life, and he's trying desperately to get used to being home with us. I'm 36. My 41-year-old husband and our four-month-old daughter live with them while we build a house next door. It's also important to note he's a wonderful grandfather to my daughter. He doesn't always know what he's doing, but he loves her with his whole heart. His eyes literally light up when I give her to him. Anyway, I overheard him approach her this morning with the following exchange. Him. um, I made reservations for an outdoor restaurant for Sunday. It's our 40th wedding anniversary. Would you like to go out and celebrate? Context. This is hard for him. He hasn't always done the right thing by her in regards to romantics, but he's trying, I believe. Her scoffs at him. And addresses him with the most dismissive, meanest tone. "'Absolutely not. I'm not doing that,' snorts. "'Yeah. Haven't done anything in the last thirty years. "'What, now you think you're retired, and now you want to do something? "'Get out of here with that. Nope. No, no. Save your money. I don't want it.' "'Him. Oh, okay. I understand,' as he shuffles off to go mow the lawn. "'I cried. I don't know why I cried.' but I wanted to run out there and punch her. I realize that I am way too involved in my parents' relationship, mostly because my mother has used me as a sounding board for most of my adolescent and adult life to complain about my father. I don't know why I've reached so strongly to the, or sorry, I I don't know why I've reacted so strongly to this exchange, but I literally wanted to run out and say, you know what, dad, I'll go to dinner with you. Well, you know, I have to say, unfortunately, the reason I think I cried is that I could draw so many parallels to that story. I have not been married for 40 years. I've been married for 18 years. But the exchanges like that are far too common in my marriage as well. Um, To give you a story, just to kind of give you a, a relatable story, and this breaks my heart, I remember one Valentine's Day, there were many Valentine's Days that have gone you know, sort of uncelebrated by my wife to me. I've always remembered her and always got her a card. And she would always say, well, I don't want to get anybody cards. I don't want to celebrate anything. And the rest of the family was aghast by that, including our grandchild. But why, you know, wouldn't grandma want to at least give, you know, her grandchild uh, a, uh, a Valentine's Day card? But anyway, I remember distinctly one Valentine's Day in which I got my wife a Valentine's Day card and I got her some roses And she had bought a card for me, but for some reason, didn't want to write any sentiment. And so she ran upstairs after I gave her the card and brought down the card unsigned and gave it to me out of the envelope and said, here, I think this is a really funny card. I think you'll really appreciate this card. That, you know, I think about that to this day and it still hurts me deeply because no thought went into it. I think she was waiting to see whether I would recognize Valentine's Day. And then she just kind of unceremoniously pulled the card out of a drawer because she didn't know whether she was going to give it to me or not, or whether I deserved it perhaps. And she brought it down and gave it to me and it wasn't even signed. I've seen many anniversary cards like that over the years that she has purchased and then she decided not to give it to me because I guess I wasn't worthy enough. And that comes back to the splitting. One minute you're white, the next minute you're black. And so perhaps on that day, I was black. I wasn't deservant of that. Why do people with BPD do that? And why do they think it's okay? Or perhaps maybe they don't even think. Maybe they don't understand the hurt that they inflict on people for years for years. The thing about this particular personality disorder is, is that it doesn't get better. You know, a lot of schizophrenics can be treated with, you know, with SSRs, with, with medications that might regulate them and might perhaps make them better. I don't think BPD can be really treated with prescription drugs. I don't think that it, that people react very well. This is by far probably the one of the worst personality personality disorders that somebody could have, because it's so hurtful. It's so hurtful to people like us, to you and to me, who receive, who receive this emotional abuse, and it doesn't go away. Forty years, forty, eighteen years for me of sad moments like that. And I could probably rattle off five or six more incidents like that. Well, I can even tell you about my anniversary a few years ago in which my wife, you know, I had gone and put together a dinner and my wife came home with our youngest daughter from school. And, uh, my daughter got, gets out of the car and she says, happy anniversary. We got some donuts. Uh, okay. You know, again, there was no like, expectation of, of gifts or whatever, but just just the the lack of the lack of thought, the lack of caring. Is it possible for somebody with BPD outside of the love bombing? Outside of that phase, the luminary phase, as I call it, when you first start dating these people and they manifest themselves, they mold themselves into the person they think you want them to be. And Then all of a sudden they turn because they go back to who they really are. They become vampires, emotional vampires. They become nasty, hurtful people. They become raging people. And we, for some reason, we put up with it. I don't get it. Maybe you do. Why do you put up with it? Myinnertorch at gmail.com. Why do you put up with it? And I question, and I still question to this very day as I'm going through this path, whether or not that's sustainable. And I don't know if it really is. And to be honest with you, I think I wouldn't know a normal relationship if I saw one, if I experienced it. And perhaps it would be like it has in the past, be a turnoff for me because perhaps Some fault, and I'm sure some fault does lie with me. Uh, That's not a challenge. That's not, you know, if I meet somebody who's like-minded like me, uh, then what's there for me to do in the relationship? Who am I going to save? Who am I going to ride in on my white steed and try to show them that the world is actually a good place, like what we do with people with BPD? Why do they solicit that out of us? Maybe why do they seek us out? Because obviously they do. Another thing my wife said to me many years ago, which should have been a huge red flag was that, Hey, you know, I knew you were a nice guy. I wanted to get you off the shelf because I knew somebody else would snap you up. If I didn't, what kind of statement is that? And in hindsight, now I understand it. I was the perfect host for her to latch onto. So I do take onus for my part in these relationships. I do, I do. But I do question why people with BPD act the way they do with no conscience and they hurt with no conscience. For me, I haven't experienced the part of BPD where they hurt and then they realize they hurt. Uh, My wife seems to be somebody that perhaps lacks that conscience because she'll hurt. And yet she will never, ever to this day, apologize for any of her behaviors. She is never wrong. Never. Even though she has been. And she's been called out for it. She can never, ever admit fault in anything that she does myinnertorch at gmail.com. Your comments always welcome. Please join me again for the next podcast. As we go further in this journey, anything that you would like me to talk about, anything that comes up uh, in your life that you would like other people to know about, and maybe perhaps some inspiration that you can provide to us would be welcome at myinnertorch at gmail.com. As always, be well, and in whatever you do, be good till next time.